Hello everybody and welcome to the last ever episode 10 of the Not Ready Pod. As ever, my name is David and as ever, I'm sitting 750 miles across from Oh, <laughs> ah, you remembered! I did. Well done, did sir. Well done. <laughs> I completely forgot. It How was, ironic. I remembered in the way Indiana Jones remembers to grab his hat every time he <laughs> is running through Brilliant. the door that's closing. Yeah. That is I just funny. managed to slip it in there as I was running through the door. What a metaphor for life. <laughs> How are you doing today, Alex? Um, I'm all right. Um, let me tell you a tale of woe that I have gotten over, but it's quite an interesting one. So, I... Are we getting a jingle for this? It's just some crackling <laughs> fire. Alex's, Alex's tale, tale of, of woe. woe. Yeah, okay, I'll try. Um, <laughs> um, so, I uh, pre-ordered Resident Evil 2 Remake, uh, well, probably as soon as we got back from Gamescom, if not while we were still there. And... I did this at a time before Rachel and I had moved into our new house and I was living with her. And even, well, even if that wasn't the case, I set my address up to be her flat's address while I was living there. And obviously when I got the email come through from shop2.net saying, we have processed your order, I then realised that they were going to send it to a house that we don't know who lives in, a stranger. Um, So I called him up and was like, uh, yeah, this isn't going to work. I don't live there anymore. Can you please change the address? And the woman on the phone said something like, no, we can't. It's too late now. They've already printed the labels up. Um, we can cancel the oh, order. Oh, no. She was God, like, good Lord, they've printed the labels. Yeah. She was like, oh, we've canceled. We can cancel the order. And I kept saying to her, like, surely that's the same thing, right? If you have to cancel it, just change it. going to waste the labels. Yeah. So she said, oh, we get thousands of these orders. So they're in the warehouse. We might not be able to find it, but I'll try and cancel it. So... I was like, fine, okay. She said, oh, I'll give you an email when I've when I've tracked it down and if I've cancelled it or not. An hour later, I get a picture of the fucking parcel with the old address on saying, we've now dispatched your order. So I called her back like, what are you doing? You said you were going to cancel it. Why have you sent it? The woman goes, oh, no, we haven't actually sent it yet. That's just a picture that we take once, once it's been processed and labelled up, ready to go. But I'll try and get someone to go in the warehouse and find it and then cancel it. And yet again, I said, why can't you go up and just write a different address on it? What, why can't you do that? <laughs> so she said, no, we'll have to try and find it and cancel it. Ten minutes later, I get an email. We can't find it. It's already gone. Sorry. So at this you point... Knew, you knew that was coming, though. Yeah. Based on that conversation, that was... She, <laughs> what, is you off the phone? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect a ten-minute turnaround of just, nah. She probably just didn't do anything for ten minutes. No, she probably wrote the email, went and made herself a <laughs> She probably did. Sat down and then clicked send. We're getting yeah. like a mass um, bunch of uh, uh, people being inducted into the cunt, <laughs> cunt of the week this week. <laughs> um, so th- at this point, obviously, I realised, right, okay, this fucking game is going to a house of a person that I don't know that Re- if Rachel's old flat. Luckily, she only works for five minutes around the corner because she hasn't moved jobs yet. So I spoke, I sent her a text saying... Please, 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 can you go to this dude's house and just get it for him on Friday? Get it off him on Friday, after work or whatever. Now there were some issues with that old house in terms of there was this pe- like a couple I think who lived across the street. So Rachel's flat was leasehold, so there was a management company who kind of maintained certain things for her. She had a designated parking space on her side of this road that she lived down. Now across the road, these two assholes moved in and dumped two shit heap cars one in her spot and one in the spot next to her one of them was like a hippie like vw that 
didn't have a boot on it that they quickly covered over. And then the other one, they put it on bricks. They were clearly never going to move this. So she spent months trying to get these people to just, like, to try and get the management company to make these people move their car. Um, she eventually got the management company to send a letter around saying, here's the license plates. We know that they're not supposed to be there. Can you please move them or we'll have them towed? Now, after pretty much straight after that had happened, the people covered over the other car that they'd found the license plate on and then wrapped it in, like, fucking cellophane so you couldn't take the cover up and see the license plate anymore. <laughs> I had a one-man protest one night where the one they hadn't taped down, I just pulled the cover off while it was raining so it rained into the empty boot. Rachel had a massive go at me for that. I told her I was being a vigilante and she told me that wasn't good enough. It was such a pikey thing for me to do. I just got home and I was so annoyed. I must have had a bad day at work. I went, you know what? Fuck these guys. I just lifted the cover up so the rain would just go in their boot. Be there, fuck you. Move it now. I kind of hoped they would come out at that point and go, what are you doing? So I could go, what are you doing? But that didn't happen. Um, so she did so much of this shit. She tried so hard to get this because she was trying to sell the flat. Is this how Kick-Ass starts? Is this how this story This is ends? how she turns into a fucking, yeah. what was her name? Hit girl. <laughs> yeah. So, Rachel then, obviously after we moved out, it still hadn't been fixed. So she left like a massive note in the kitchen for this dude saying, here's what I've done. Here's the management company's number. Here's all the paperwork I've had from them for you to sort out. And then like a few weeks later, the estate agents called her saying, oh yeah, he's saying that there's some cars parked in his place. And she was like, what the fuck? I've already dealt with this and I don't live there, so I don't care. So that long story there brings us back to the video game where I said, will you please go to the house? Rachel said, no, I don't ever want to meet this man. I don't ever want to go back there. He's already asked the estate agents to do something for me to do something. And I don't live there. So no, I'm not going to buy it again. I'm not going to go around there. You can just buy it again and I'll give you the money. Okay, fine. Fine by me. So apparently she has spoken to the estate agents to try and get them to uh, ask the man to send it back to shop to to get me a refund. But either way, Rachel just bought me the game anyway, so I just downloaded it. And Resident nice. Evil 2 is now mine. I guess nice. I'll talk about that in what we've been playing, unless you have a Cunt of the Week nominee. No. <laughs> um, I'm quite happy. I've not had any adventures with I suppose. bricked cars and... You were kind of describing the opening gambit to what I remember Resident Evil 2 being. <laughs> Very true. Is that what our flat was like? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I couldn't believe it though. Like, they were like absolute rust buckets on bricks just dumped in a parking space that wasn't theirs. Who does that? I thought you were going, I thought you were talking about problems like there was a leak in a window or something. I wasn't expecting this. Because when I moved yeah. house, what, a year ago, um, I think I, I moved out on like a Wednesday. It was like Wednesday the 1st of November and then by Friday the 3rd the boiler had broken <laughs> and I was like oh no because I went by the house and there was just like black smoke up the wall Oh shit. and I was like oh I'm in trouble because they've got two weeks or something to make sure everything works and to get in touch and then if anything happens within those two weeks you're liable but they oh. never did so oh, they got a broken boiler and then didn't make me pay for it which was... Oh, I man. think lucky. Yeah. These were the same. These are the same people that had a bidding war with themselves for the for the house because they put a bid in for the house and we just kept saying no. So they kept coming back and putting the price up. <laughs> and then at the end, they agreed to pay like three grand extra for the house if we left a dishwasher in the house. I was like, well, okay, dishwashers oh, are way sh- less than three grand. Yeah, and especially second anyway. hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that would. So yeah, that's 
That's my house fun. If you're listening, <laughs> got it. Nice boiler. Well, for the reason I knew all this happened is because for the first month, my cat kept escaping and going back to the house. Oh, okay. And you didn't move that cat- far, did you? No, just up the hill, and there was a cat. The cat flap on the old house. The cat kept busting in at like midnight <laughs> and stealing chicken, whole chickens off their worktop, and running away with them. <laughs> and I get calls like, yeah. So there's this cat burger just coming in and robbing the house. They had a dog, and this cat, my cat, was just going in, eating the dog's food, necking some milk. Apparently, I don't know why they had milk out, and running off with entire chickens. Your cat drank that saucer of milk I left out on the side again. <laughs> and I, Well, I went down because the cat had went in and they'd caught it. And they were oh. like, well, we've got your cat. So they phoned me and I went down to try and catch him. And he was just like cruising about the kitchen. But right, there was a lock on the cat flap door. That's all they had to do was just lock it. Wow. But no, they had like baskets and things piled up in front of it to stop him getting out. <laughs> it was oh, absolutely mad. And I'm fantastic. actually, I'm sure they've had Christmas decorations up for about a year now in the in their upstairs window so they're wow. an interesting bunch i bet they are if, if only leon was still going in he probably would have had them down he probably would have yeah <laughs> ran off with them that is spectacular yeah so i locked the cat flap for them and i've never heard from them since excellent well it's too late now yeah the um Maybe. they were almost literally crying to you over spilt milk as well which is great <laughs> just about yeah, yeah i just love that they kept putting chicken out to defrost and the cat was just coming in and ro- <laughs> robbing them blind <laughs> I think that's amazing. Yeah. I've got so much more respect for your cat now. <laughs> we all know cats are genuine, generally assholes, but if they're assholes to other people on your behalf, that is spectacular. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's true loyalty. Right. But video games, Yeah, Alex. so speaking of Leon, the name of your cat, Leon is who I've been playing as in the pants-shittingly terrifying Resident Evil 2 remake. I'm assuming... I didn't realise they had changed all the puzzles. I didn't either. Like that, this is a different game almost. It's almost like they've taken the the sort of base of Resident Evil 2 and then just made a new game. It's a reimagining almost. As far as, yeah, but then, because I've been going back to Chris, um, my friend who basically know he's like Resident Evil Rain Man. I, I went back to him and I've been asking him questions about what's happening uh, because I, I there was stuff that I was thinking, that this is new. I've never seen this before. But apparently, like, it's not. Like at the beginning of the game where Leon meets Claire in the, in the wherever they drive together and then the tanker explodes and they get split up that's how it started but i completely forgot all of that i don't know why i don't remember that i remember like an overturned police car i do as well yeah yeah and that's that's and then i I think this is the game that i got to a save point and then i kept opening a door and getting killed by one of the dogs jumping through a window (laughs) and then i i I was like nine probably at the time so i just turned it off yeah that's running theme with me yeah so you, off and walk away. You're you're talking as if you have been playing this as well, have you? Nope. Oh, not okay. At all. Right. Okay. I so, have. A, I've, I'm trying to be a bit more responsible with video game buying, and it's the twenty. Well, it's not even February, and I've already bought two games for my February pay, so I may be over excellent. video games for the month. <laughs> um, I. It's better than I was ever expecting it to be. It really is. It. I. I mean, Rachel this morning has even had to say to me like. Because we live, because our house is technically detached, but it's a there is a an attachment to the house next door by a carport, and that's where my games room is. It's over, it's like above the carport, or it is the carport, or whatever. And she said, "Can you try if you're going to scream at the game? Can you also not scream fuck off afterwards? Just because there might be people on the other side of that wall." 
and either they'll think you're talking to them or me and either way it doesn't make you sound very good <laughs> i was like well i'll try but if that tyrant keeps fucking chasing me i'm gonna do it because yeah uh, yesterday i was being chased by the tyrant and the liquor and the liquors in this game are unbelievably terrifying they can so was the tyrant in resi 2 originally so uh, as far as i'm aware now i don't know how many versions in this game there are i think there's Leon and Claire, I don't think there's A and B because Leon's B game had the tyrant in it originally, but he seems to just be in the Leon game now anyway. So I don't know if they've just stuck the two together and been like, gutted, here's an unkillable asshole that will just stomp around the police station after you all the time. As, as soon as you've encountered him for the first time, he will keep coming. And you can hear it. I was at one point, I was in a clock tower, and I'm assuming he's not supposed to go in there. But it doesn't mean he wasn't going to try, because all I could hear the entire time when I'm trying to figure out these puzzles is just stomping and doors opening and closing, like he's just <laughs> searching everywhere. Where the fuck did you go? But it's horrible, because it gets nearer and nearer and nearer. If you've got head- headphones on, it's properly terrifying, because it's always behind you. And then like the music will start to kick in, and it'll be like this kind of horrible you know, psychedelic noise, white noise, stuff, it just goes like, and you just, you know you're about to get fucked up. Um, so is he, uh, I don't you might not even know this, is he sort of perpetually there? Or is he... I haven't he got rid of a, him yet, let's put it that way. Uh, what I mean is, is he a bit like, so the, the alien in Alien Isolation wasn't a physical alien that was always on the map. It was an alien that was pre- designed to pop up in different places so what you could essentially have is the alien be behind you and then run forward and he would pop up in front of you or is it a thing that is always there does that make sense i think it's i think it's a mix of both i think he is always there until you trigger him to be somewhere new so if you so you can't yes right okay when you get to a specific part like Fuck it, it's a spoiler, a slight spoiler, but you can. I'm going to shit you up even more, waiting for it to happen. At one point, he bursts through a wall, which clearly is scripted, because right. I'd got to a point where he's going to be behind that wall. But before that, it doesn't matter where you go. He will, he will eventually follow you, and he will always come the way that you that you have come as well. So if I, you can down him. I think like you know, if you get a magnum or a shotgun, a couple of shots to the head, he will go down. He will kind of like drop to his knees and you can run past him. But it's, it does seem as if he will follow that route that you've ran through to come after you again. He always came through the door I had come through when he was coming after me. So again, whether it's just designed that he will do that, they'll just go, right, what's the last point of entry? We'll make him come through there in 30 seconds if you haven't got out. I don't yeah. know. But they have the stomping thing from different angles and it, it, that's what makes it seem to me as if he is just kind of walking around. Yeah. He is horrific. And even the zombies in this game, I mean, they... Not only do they take a shitload of um, bullets to down, they will take longer than I've ever seen before, before they get up. And it's proper disconcerting because you just don't know if they're dead unless you go up and knife them and then they'll just Mm -hmm. get up again. Um, One of my favourite things that I've realised that you can do, this game has some of the best gore physics, if not the best gore physics I've ever seen. And um, you you can shoot their legs off and stuff. So, rather than downing them, it well, you know, like you would in the old Resident Evil, if you shot them in the legs, they would probably fall down and you could run past. This time, you'll actually yeah. shoot their legs off. But you also get combat knives. And um, what I've tended to do is, like, if I've shot them, 
and they fall down, knowing they're going to get up again in a few seconds, I will just go up and chop their legs off so that they'll, they'll only be crawling afterwards. <laughs> there was one point where there's a zombie like hanging from a hole in the ceiling. So I just chopped his arms off. Sure enough, later on, he did come back. He did come to life. He fell out of the hole and then came to life. But because he had no arms, he couldn't do anything. <laughs> so I'd kind of pre-prepared for him to come after me. Unfortunately, a liquor was also in the room at that point. And I was... Sh- I, I, I'm, right. This is not a joke. I actually had di- big time diarrhea last night. And I'm pretty sure it's because of Resident Evil. Because of how tense I was. I think I fucked my guts up with stress. That's how... I mean, that is a compliment to a horror game if I've ever heard one. It literally gave me the shits. Um, I never expected it to be this terrifying, but it really is. When you've got liquors and the tyrant chasing you everywhere, you can't rest for a minute. He comes into even to the main hall save room. Um, it's just yeah, it's, it looks great. It, it plays exactly how I want. The puzzles, as you say, are new. It feels like a proper resi game. The voice acting is really good. It's just brilliant. It's really, really brilliant. I can't actually believe how much I love it yet at the same time hate it because I keep having to pause the game to distract myself from how scared I am (laughs) and then go back like yesterday I was just talking to one of the guys on Goombastomp Matthew I think his name's Matthew Pontier who's I must he must be reviewing it we were talking about just how scary it was so I basically just he was my like therapist I just go on the Goombastomp workplace and just tell him how scared I was and how much I was hating it before I'd unpause and go back in again it is phenomenal Especially yeah, I'm, considering I'm I've played... I'm super excited to play it. So this is, is this one of the games you have bought, but not... No. Okay. I Well, I mean, um, Simon was uh, showing me that it's already discounted on Steam, so you oh, probably it? can wait a month and you'll probably get it yeah. cheap as a bastard. I was, I was speaking to uh, one, of, one of my friends the other day, and I think as soon as, soon as it drops like 30 quid, I think I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. So I, th- um, I think it's pretty faithful. I don't... I can't really. I can't remember enough. I'd need to play it with Chris and then come back and do it like a comparison or whatever. But it does seem to be very okay with them taking the idea of it and redoing it in a 2019 context. Because I mean, like, it it did this. If I remember right, the original Resident Evil Two did the static environments that Resi One does, doesn't it? Yeah, same as Resi Three did, and Code Veronica. They didn't stop till four. Yeah. So that was that was an excellent way of the hardware at the time being able to look better than other games because they just put these unmoving environments so they could put higher res textures in there and make it look a bit shinier and a bit nicer than other games of the same sort of ilk were looking around those times. We don't have that issue now, so it's nice to see them sort of break free of that because my big issue of... I've, I've loved Resident Evil for years, but I've constantly moaned about them constraining themselves by doing things like not being able to walk and shoot. Mm. They, they stuck religiously to that for a while even when the hardware didn't dictate that because I would imagine that that came about initially again because the hardware wasn't able to sort of figure out how to do both so this was a way to ratchet up tension yeah I was going to say that, that might have been part of it as well yeah. yeah it was a way to ratchet up tension when maybe hardware didn't allow them to do it in other ways we, ha- we don't have that issue now so it's nice to see them actually break free give people what they want for a change because yeah. For goodness sakes, we have an industry of people not getting what they want for some reason because, well, actually, for blatant reasons of <laughs> yeah. to make money, yeah. money over, over actual customer service. Um, so it's nice to see them sort of cut loose and make the game again. Almost this is this feels like the game they wanted to make if they could have done back twenty years ago. Yeah, 
there are based on what people are talking about it and what we played in germany yeah i mean there are exactly and it's a it's a really good indicator for the for the future of resident evil as a franchise because i thought seven was fantastic as well and that is a totally different still got to get to to that i bought it on disc and then traded it in when i did my big disc call of oh yeah 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 that was also it's cheap great. enough that I'm going to get to it. I think I, 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 I need to get to it. There's so many games. I might just have to ignore new games coming out, although there's not a huge amount coming out. I'm quite happy I'm about, the, about. The, the state of this year. Yeah. Um, it's going to, I mean, we're doing a backlog on here, so that, that will be helped massively by the lack of things I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, the only thing that you may not enjoy is being perhaps too rigidly stuck to the old ways at least in the the early game is the um the item boxes because i did find myself doing a lot of backtracking early on um which is something that historically doesn't bother me because for some reason chris and i have always had a a, an enjoyment from the item management that comes with it eventually like at this point in the game i don't know how far in i actually am but um, I have got so many spaces in my inventory now that it's not it's not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I've I think I've uh, quadrupled the size of it at this point. Um, but in the early stages, it was really annoying to think right. I can only have one set of bullets and I can only have one bit of health. And then you get all the way to to a certain room, and then of course you don't have enough room for the key item you were supposed to be getting, and then you have to go yeah. all the way back. Um, so that is that is somewhat of an annoyance at the beginning. But that's the only thing really that i could say is of detriment to it but in terms of the way that it's structured it definitely feels like the old resi i can there's so many key bits i'm picking up and the the kind of layout of the place it does feel like they've done such a faithful yet fresh take on it by putting it with the best this plays better than any resident evil before um in terms of the way that it handles and the way you walk around you've got you can put auto aim on but without it, it just that's how i think they've they've done the tension it's sort of due justice like when liquors are jumping across the entire the whole room straight in your face and dogs are flying at you not having an auto aim on makes it really difficult to get your shots away and wasting ammo is a real um sort of worry that you need to be aware of because i've constantly had no ammo whatsoever and just had to run through rooms zombies take so many to take out that they have they feel like a real legitimate threat to your progress as well because Unless you're going to do what I did and, and or, or you know shoot them and then try and chop all their legs off, if you can do that before they get up, it's a great tactic. But when there's more than a few of them in the same room, then then you're not going to have the time to do that. I did make one an entire torso though, that was pretty fun. It was just a torso with a head, and, <laughs> and, and it couldn't really move at all. So it was trying to bite me, and it did get me a little bit because I got a bit too cocky. But annoyingly. Capcom seem to have completely um, turned off um, sharing of this game. Oh, you can't stream it. No, I can't even. I can't even save a video clip on my PlayStation. That sounds, that sounds extremely on par for the Japanese yeah, gaming industry. Because they did that for Persona Five, didn't they? And then everyone had a go at them. Because I've been yeah. really confused as what as what's going on. Like I keep trying to do it, and I thought, oh, my share play's not working. It's not. It's not saving the videos properly. Because it kept showing me a video from Evil Within as my latest thing. I was like, I played that for days. What's going yeah, on? I'm, I'm becoming a bit exhausted by this sort of stuff. Um, it's, it's really annoying because I've had so many funny moments I wish I could show people, but I can't. Yeah, it's it's again, it's just Japanese game just developers time and time again not understanding what the internet is and not understanding that if someone watches a Let's Play on 
a YouTube channel, that is not a lost customer. That is someone that wasn't going to buy the game anyway. Mm. And you're actually... Like, what these people do, if you're allowed to share your games, is they market it for free. <laughs> yeah. You're not losing customers. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I, I can't actually think of a specific time that I've watched a Let's Play of a game I don't already own and need help on. I cannot yeah. think of a time that that's happened. Well, I've done it, but it's not a game that I was ever going to buy in the first place, or it's a yeah. game that I've already got and I like watching. Like, I, I watch, like, I, let's face it, that's what a lot of what Giant Bomb is these days. I'm currently watching yeah. what is essentially a Let's Play of GoldenEye at the moment. So oh, nice. Like, Nintendo aren't losing GoldenEye sales for that. <laughs> I know that's a, a ridiculous example because it's an old game. Yeah, but yeah. Same with PUBG. I, I watched them play PUBG for weeks and weeks and weeks. That made me actively want the game. It didn't. It made. In fact, it got them a sale of the game because I bought it and then thought, "Oh God, this isn't actually that good on console. I'm going <laughs> to leave this alone and wait." Again, Call of Duty and Fortnite came along. That, so that game almost entirely built itself around people playing it and showing off how yes. stupid and buggy it was, and that's what made it's it ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is insane. Like I'm, I'm beyond it. I, I used to make the argument that like they should allow people to do it um they don't have to like i've kind of changed my mind they don't have to obviously because like legally they don't yeah but two things i i I think i still stick with one stop treating your customer base like naughty children that you need to keep in line yeah to maybe do some research and realize that the internet isn't stealing all your sales and by not letting someone share your their gameplay you're actually doing yourself harm and not the person. So grow up. It's 2019 for yeah. God's sake. I mean, you can use a capture card anyway, I'd imagine. Yeah. So, and then the, and then what they'll do is they'll DMCA it. Oh, yeah. Of course they they'll do. claim the ads on it, even though they, ugh, I'm done with this. It's such a stupid argument at this point. It's, yeah. it's, it's one that I don't understand it's one like, that we, how they're still going yeah. with this in 2019. You can't reason with, with <clears throat> that, that type of decision making. So how are we ever going to get it to stop? I don't yeah. even know why I can't just save it for my... I just want to watch it back myself and show Rachel. Yeah. I just want to be like, oh, Rachel, look at this. Because there was one point where I was in a darkened room <laughs> and I heard a zombie and then he obviously came to life and I was sort of at the end... at the the If you think of this corridor or this room set up like a T, I was at the, the foot of the T and he was on the, you know, the arms of the T. And mm. he just kept walking, <laughs> walking along. So I'd see him like come into view at the top end of the corridor, look at me, but he'd caught too much momentum. So he'd just walk into the wall and disappear. And he just kept like coming back and forward, left and right in front of me. He was never coming towards me. And I was like, this is hilarious. I need to show Rachel this, but I can't record it. And, and that's gone forever now. That moment, I, I just want to see it again, just to laugh yeah. at the fact that I was just standing still. And he kept like, he was just kind of walking past an open doorway, almost just, just looking in and then walking past again. Like, I'm going to get you in a minute. And then, and then into the wall, back again. Can never show anyone that. Anyone listening can, might be thinking I'm lying because I can't prove it. That's what they've done to me. Capcom have made me a liar to anyone but me. <laughs> Pricks. But they made lying a fucking Capcom. good video game. Uh, have you been playing anything else, Alex? Well, I mean, have you got anything you want to interject that you've been playing? I don't know you've had a, a week feeling sick. Yeah, um, I've been dipping it in, in and out. I actually bought. Random, well, not randomly because I've had my eye on it for a while. But it's Stardew Valley. Ah, uh, um, so yes. I've been, I've been playing that, and I really, really like that game. It is weirdly compelling. It is incre- It's it's one of these games that on the face of it seems incredibly simplistic, and actually, it's a bit of a sneak because the game tells you it's a 
or at least tries to it makes you feel like it's a farming game i assume that it's just like 2d harvest moon that is what i've always thought but it's, it's not it's it? not and well there is an aspect of that to it but there's this whole town that has a community that you have to go and like interact with these people in the town get to know them they've all got needs that you need to help them out with there's like a rundown community center that you've got to help rebuild you can like make beer and things like that <laughs> you can i went before we started recording this i was off mining for ore yeah in a in an abandoned mine like i know there's other stuff i know there's other stuff that you can do like i, I managed to find a sword and i was away in a again in the mine hacking up slimes so like okay there's a there's a lot more to this game than meets the eye and i think obviously this game's like three or four years old now so i'm probably preaching much to the converted but this there's a lot more to it than i thought there was mm. it's just really fun like it's it's also you also feel like you're fighting the land to try and keep your crops going as well so like i when I, you get this big open area that's filled with like rocks wood broken down trees like weeds and things like that and i went and cleared a good like i don't know like 30 40 percent of it yeah and it, it just fills back up again <laughs> so like what you've got to do is actually i've just now got a corner that i physically farm and i've put fences up and i've put down paths and things to stop weeds coming up nice and you almost have to just let the bit you're not using just go wild yeah. and then you just eat into it as you need it which is really interesting and i had another moment that realize even the farming is a bit more in depth so like you you've got a, i kept seeing things you can go to the shop and buy upgrades and it's like you can have a calendar for your own your own house it's like why the hell do i want a calendar hmm. but it tells you the months and each month is like 28 days each season's like 28 days long mm -hmm. and then when you go to the shop to buy seeds it'll tell you how long it takes the seeds to oh to right and then when it gets to the end of the month so i went and spent like all my money on these new seeds on the last day of spring <laughs> And then it switched to summer. I woke up, walked out of my house, and all my plants were dead. Because <laughs> you've got to you've got to time the stuff you're growing within the month. Yeah. Or you lose all your stuff. Smart. Which I was like, oh wow. That at the start I was like, oh, I really hate that. But now that I'm into it, and it's sort of like making sure that I've got I've like right, I'm going to plant some chilies. I've got enough time to not only to grow them, but these are plants that will keep delivering after they've grown so like you, the the plant will stay there and you pick the, the chilies off and it'll keep giving you more chilies yeah so you don't immediately get all your money back through one harvest to get all your money back that you spent on the plants you need to have like or and then to make money you maybe need to have three harvests and they take two weeks to grow so you're like have i got enough time to grow these plants <laughs> and then get enough harvest i'm going to make my money back and i was sitting there with a, a notepad this morning <laughs> saying right i've got 90 spaces for 90 spaces for seeds I'm going to go and fill 60 of those with hay. I'm going to go and buy some blueberries. And then it's it's, it's really good fun. Oh, um, and I'm enjoying got me, it. You've definitely got me interested in this. It's a, it's a really great game. And I, I've been hearing they've been talking about multiplayer for years. And I don't, I'm going to have to look at the state of that. Because I would absolutely love a Friday night. Sit down with a beer or a whiskey. Yeah. Put some, like, just chat, sit down with a friend. And then just try and go go into their farm or have them come into yours, and then just help grow and maintain the lot because that just sounds like a really relaxing, yeah, yeah, a nice a little bit of what is it, salt and sweet <laughs> for your. You can get you can give your guts diarrhea with resi two, and then <laughs> let it, let yourself settle down. Yeah, let your stool go solid again <laughs> with some nice relaxing 
Stardew Valley. It's just, it's just yeah. a really, really nice game. And you don't, you can, and you can ignore and engage with the different bits as much as you want, which I think is nice as well. Like, for example, like, you can go around and take on missions on the notice board. Yeah with people around the town and I just don't fancy doing that just now so I've just been ignoring it and there's no penalty that I'm not getting in trouble for it it's just it's there and if you want to engage with it you can if you don't you cannot like you could just not go mining if you wanted to mm-hmm. and just make a big farm but the reason like you would want to go mining is you find ore and then you can smelt the ore and then you can sort of streamline your process so at the moment I've got to wake up every morning and water all my crops you can set it up so that the crops water themselves oh, which okay. will then give you a bit more time yeah um which will then let you do things like upgrade your house which will give you access to a kitchen which will let you then make meals so that you can go for longer in terms of farming because your energy depletes as you go unless you can eat to refill it um and it just lets you it lets you go and do different things and i've noticed there's like bus stops so i can go different places on the bus but i've never engaged with that yet so there's a lot more to it, I yeah. would say, than, than is immediately apparent. I met a wizard yesterday in the game. <laughs> Did it, do you understand what the wizard's going to do in the future? Um, or is he just hanging around being like... Yeah, so I I went into the community centre and there's like what seems to be like an Asda slash Walmart corporation <laughs> that has taken over the town. Right. And, and throttling all the small businesses. And they are trying to buy this dilapidated community center, but the mayor won't sell it to him. So you go in and he's just showing you, and then you see what looks like an alien hopping about in the background. Right. And then you follow it, and then it disappears. And then I went back to bed, and then I woke up and had a letter from the wizard saying, come and see me. I I hear you've seen something. (laughs) So you, you go away in a trek to find him. Yeah. You find this wizard, and then he makes you drink this potion so that you can read these documents that these aliens are leaving behind. Right. And I think, so, like, there's lots to it. It's going to take so long to do it. But, like, there's, like, for example, there's, like, a summer bundle. And you go to the community centre and you put this... There's, like, four different summer, like, crops that can only be grown in summer. Yeah. And you give them one of each of these crops. And then what it seems like it does is... Because I finished the summer one today is it then opens up a bunch of other ones, which if you then complete, it'll be like, so right, one looks like there's a broken down fish tank in the community centre. Right. So then you there's like spring, summer, autumn, winter, exotic fishing things. So you put one of each of these types of fish in, and then I'm assuming what it'll do is it'll regenerate the fish tank, and eventually oh, yeah. you're, you're bringing this community centre back to life. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that's what it is. Do you think that's the end game then? I don't know. Does, because it, does, also, it, does it have an end game? That you, that's, I'm that's, not sure. Okay. I'm not sure because there's also like annual events that go on that you can either ignore. Like I went to a, an annual luau in which the whole town turned up and you had to put ingredients into this stew. And I just put a... They were making a soup and I didn't want... I had like some good chilies and I was like, no, I want to sell them. <laughs> so I just put some grapes into the soup. Yeah. And then the governor comes along and like starts the luau by trying the soup, and he's like, "That soup is disgusting." <laughs> and then they were like, "Someone must have put bad ingredients in the soup." <laughs> so I'm assuming next year they'll be wanting me to go back and put in good ingredients. You have so to I don't sell know. them chilies under so cloak of darkness it. in case they find out. Yeah, these chilies are awfully good. <laughs> I don't think that stew would have sucked if these chilies were in it. Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't really know what the end game would be. I'm assuming that that would be it. I'm assuming the overarching thing is this town is going to stave off Walmart. Okay, and that'll yeah. be it. Interesting. But yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's a fun game. Yeah, I, I never even considered that until this conversation. Now I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually very interested in it as my next kind of portable fun times. When I, well, yeah, work. I know this is a PlayStation podcast, so it's probably blasphemy. But I would say if if you're interested in the game, you should check it out on Switch. Yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Excellent. The only other game I've been playing at any sort of uh, great depth is Hitman Two. Oh, nice. Yes, um, but I've not been playing it on my own. So me and my friend, well, you know, it's your friend as well, Scott. I've been playing it. Um. <clears throat> And well, actually, we only played it last night. Is what we're what we're doing is we've bought it and we're just taking turns. So, um, we either do a death or a mission. Um, we we just go in and we've turned off all the help icons. Um, any any sort of guidance that the game gives you, we've just turned it all off, and we're basically treating it like a puzzle game. So we go in and we've got, we walk around for a while and we try and figure out like where the any where the targets are. And then different ways that we're going to kill them, and then we basically just try and bring it together and and bring them down together. So that's a, I would say, in my experience, that's that is the way to play this game. Have it's, you have you had any? So you've had some success with just doing it by yourself. Yeah, we got through about four different maps yesterday. Um, is this, cou- thought, is this you're doing this couch co-op? Yeah, yeah, he came round. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, and we, we've like you said, we, we do, we're doing it on medium difficulty, and we've just we've just turned everything off. So it's essentially just this open, open map where we've got to run around and try and figure out what's going on. That's yeah. I think I've often said that that's the probably the, the way I'd want to play it the most. I think that's, we we were wanting to do that at some point. But I said it to yeah. a friend who came over the other week as well. I said, why don't we play Hitman? And I think we ended up playing. What did we? Play? Oh, we played MLB the Show instead, <laughs> having already played everybody's golf. Um, he clearly just wants to be competitive. He doesn't want to have any fun with that, but. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, I think that's the way I'm going to enjoy that game the most as well. Just yes. to have. Some, I think it's because of that. Um, the way that you watch Giant Bomb. I know we talk about them all the time, but the way we watch them play it with like Vinny and Alex just kind of having a laugh, dicking about, and it's more fun if you get to do silly stuff while somebody else can enjoy it with you rather than just for yourself. Because yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's so much content in that game now. I can understand. We were, we were saying last night how we actually kind of wish. Hitman 2 had was followed the episodic model of Hitman 1 because what we really what, what well obviously the thing we had done was it was just like get them killed and move on. Yeah. What we actually kind of fancied doing was going back into levels that we've already been in and just digging away at the different endings that we've got because there's just we well we're, we're, there was one the one with the you've maybe seen videos of it where they've got the race that was like the Formula One event type oh, thing yeah. that's going on. We were in that for about two hours trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, and we you you kick loose like these little stones that just roll into big boulders and become like these these stories in themselves. Like, yeah, this is a slight spoiler, so people hide your ears if this is something that bothers you. But there's like a mascot you see running about, and we're like, oh, this this guy looks hilarious. We have to get this mascot suit on. Yeah. So like we were just trying to figure out what the mascot guy does, where he goes, and we're like, there's like this is Hitman. There's got to be a way to kill someone with the mascot suit on, and we find the mascot guy standing down beside a a vending machine, and he's like chatting on the phone saying how he's got a parking ticket, and we're like, all right. So when we just ended up 
we just ended up like killing the mascot, putting the suit on and running about. But what we realized is up the corridor, there's a guy knocked out in his pants. And what's <laughs> happened is there's some guy come along and knocked the, ma- the actual mascot guy out. <laughs> stolen his suit and that was the guy that we were knocking out and stealing his suit (laughs) but it turns out that he's got blackmail documents on one of the targets oh but he's been given he's been given a parking ticket which we kept picking up thinking what has this got to do with anything but the parking ticket ties the guy the blackmailer back to the building so he's phoning because he's worried that he's got a parking ticket yeah because that ties him to the area so that yeah. people can catch him out for blackmailing. Right. But then that also lets you have access as the the mascot to one of the targets because she's organized to meet you at some point. And the fun in discovering that is because we had everything turned off. We discovered this all on our own. So it was like yeah. this weird sort of mystery story that we kept like finding bits and pieces of. And that is incredibly rewarding. I bet it is. And I don't think it would have been as rewarding if we had all the helps turned on. Yeah. Because we did start with the help, some of the help turned on, and it does just say, go here, do this. And that you can turn the go here, do this off, but there's you can also keep on another thing, that when you discover a way to kill someone, like say you see, like you can drop a shark on someone. Like I'm not sure if that's something you can do, mm-hmm. but when you see it, you, you could, if you then hold um, the options button, it'll then start off that one, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's an avenue you can go down if you want to follow that one. Yeah. Hold this button. That was what was in go. the first one. Yeah. Um, so we turn, turning all of that off is has made the game slower, but probably a bit more enjoyable as a co-op experience. Excellent. I think that's, yeah, that's have to be how I play it. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Um, and that's basically what I've been playing. Cool. I think the only other thing I've been playing is uh, Yakuza Kiwami again while I was waiting for Resi to come out, which I would prefer to discuss with you once you've played it so we can talk through some of the story beats in it. Okay. Um, it is just, yeah, it's just the same. It's the, it's pretty, it's the same map as the, as the Zero that I've played before. Um, and it's obviously now in the sort of 2000s rather than in the 80s where Zero is set. Um Mm-hmm. but uh it's 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 more of the same thing but the the story is still very very good okay the voice acting is still perfect and you get to see uh majima who is a playable character in zero it's, it's throughout the series he's always been like kiryu's nemesis kind of thing so they've, yeah. they've integrated like a new thing in this game where he will um he will just be roaming about the city and if he sees you he's going to challenge you to a fight and you the more times you fight him, you get to upgrade one of your fighting styles um, to kind of almost incorporate some of his moves as well as your own. Um, so that seems like a nice addition to it. But other than that, it seems seems to have the same kind of activities as bowling, there's darts, there's pool, there's karaoke, there's this bizarre... Um, what they kind of bill as almost a Pokemon card game, but it's all like <laughs> busty, bikini-clad women dressed as... <laughs> bugs so it's something, something, something like beetle beauty bashers or something like that and it's basically just big titted women dressed like beetles having fights um and it's basically rock paper scissors and i don't i don't know what what's going on with that but i'm going to try and do a bit more of it um it's just nice. great yeah I, I, yeah I hope you can get time to get in, into it so so we can chat about it because it's yeah it's i, I know it's really well fun. i'm gonna like these games yeah 
it's just I need to get over that initial hump with them. Yeah, yeah. They they do seem to kind of rein you in a little bit at the beginning and make you do really random, pointless stuff. Um, and then the, when, when the city kind of opens up to you, and especially when you start getting into the things like where you have to manage your own hostess clubs and it has this like really deep mini game where you're kind of like having to go around to each table if there's a you know a customer's getting upset or whatever and you need to figure out what the hostess is telling you in terms of what they need whether they need a drink or they need some more ice or a menu or whatever and you can go and recruit new hostesses through different like sub stories that go out and it just all ties in brilliantly with stuff like that so um yeah i won't talk about it too much because i don't want to spoil any of it because it's all very story driven and the story has got twists every bloody 20 minutes <laughs> so um, yeah just fantastic I, 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 I'm disappointed my I've that I've already viewed my games tattoo on my right arm as finished because I think I'm going to find that this series of games is one of my favourite ever by the time I get through all of them and you'll I'm, need to find a, a square patch of skin for a little exactly for a little Majima tattoo or something yeah you'll start to fucking <laughs> love when you see this idiot come along because he's such a dick <laughs> He just wants to fight Kiryu for no other reason than he just wants to fight him. He keeps saying, I could fight you forever. And Kiryu never has a reason to want to fight back. So Majima has to try and find ways to beat you up, including at one point pretending to be a policeman and saying, oh, you've got weapons on you. That's a reason to have a fight. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Anyway, well, obviously, other than that, I've been playing, uh, I finished The Evil Within 2 from the, the backlog Tom oh, Bowler, yeah. which I guess can, we can now use to tie into the next round of that. But... Um, I think I briefly said to you before that it devolved somewhat into into a bit of an action game by the end, which... It's a shame. Yeah, I mean, horror games, I, I feel like they, they feel that they should do this because they want you to feel as if you have progressed yeah. through the game. At some point, you have got stronger that, you you know, that enemies are going to be less of an issue. Um, I suppose the problem I had with it more than that is I was fine with it being sort of more of a like making harder enemies but giving me better guns but it took the game map that you've been running around in like the silent hill town that i was talking about last episode and just filled it with these giant flamethrower wielding bastards who took almost all my ammo to kill every time and at that point it's just not fun anymore because you know no, that it's you... not what brought you to the game either no exactly and then it got a bit corridory after that but one thing that this game definitely did better than the previous one is Although it's going to throw um, more enemies at you at a given time towards the end of the game and make you kind of have like tons of weapons and stuff, it still kind of throws random bits at you where you, because again, you're in the, the consciousness of someone, it can therefore just be like, oh, and now, though, you're in a, you know, a snowy landscape for some reason or whatever. It can just chuck you somewhere completely random. At one point, oh. it throws you up against all the bosses from the first game just one after another which is a bit cheap but was kind of nice i quite like that throwback yeah um so it does it does try its best it seems to mix like the the end of a horror game action feel with oh yeah but there's still going to be some moments where you're incredibly vulnerable and you just have to run away from stuff they may only last for a minute or two at a time because they're just almost like a flashback sequence but it kept its it kept its momentum going in that sense towards the end good and the final boss battle was fun it was it was it was tough and i was still running out of ammo by the end anyway i think i was saying to you that what pissed me off the most is that it keeps sort of 
bringing up spots on your map as like, here's where you can grab an ammo pouch for your sniper rifle, where yeah. I, where I can like have 15 cartridges at once, but the most I've ever had at one time is five. Like, are you taking the piss? These are like gold dust. Where the fuck am I meant to get these from? So yeah, that was kind of funny. Just to keep being given more and more pouches for ammo, where I could, I don't have any ammo anyway. <laughs> Give me more ammo. Um, but yeah, um, much better than the first game. Really enjoyed it. I just if I hadn't played Resident Evil Two since then, I would I would be probably talking better about it because Resident Evil Two is just such a better game. Yeah. But there we go. So that's the end of that. I suppose I need to. So you haven't had a chance to play the Warriors. No, unfortunately not. Because um, you've not been no. well. Yeah, so we're gonna, a bit ill this week. We're going to keep that as your game that you have to play next time. Um, so I guess we need to draw one for me. Now, because I've got Resident Evil 2 and I'm going to play Claire's game after I've done Leon's, um, I'm going to be playing that a lot longer than you know a couple yeah. more days. So what we've done um, for the listener's benefit is that we have, David and I have both got now, we've segregated... Oh, well, not segregated. We've taken all the shorter indie games out of the main list and made like a separate list a sister list almost of those just for when we've got something massive taking up too much time so we can actually just have a little game to jump into in the interim so that's what this yeah. one's going to be from these are still all these smaller games are still in the main list so they can still get drawn when i don't have resident evil to play but for now mm-hmm. i need a shorter game so david is going to uh is going to pick one dun, 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 dun. here we go drum roll puppeteer oh okay well that's um for anybody who doesn't know, that is a platform game on the PS3, which I think is probably um, the exact sort of thing I need in <laughs> to calm me down from Resident Evil. <laughs> Puppeteer, PS is it a PS3 game? Yeah, it's a PS3 game. Yeah, I have, I have no memory of this game. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing you talk about this one then, because this looks, it looks cool. It looks very pretty, doesn't it? Somehow totally forgotten well totally deleted that this game exists yeah i don't think it's going to be very long so it's going to i'm sure it's going to be kind of like the whole uh what's that on is it unravel the one with yarny in it and all that kind oh of yeah, stuff? yeah 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 it's yeah, kind yeah, of stuff yeah, like yeah. i think i think like because everything is like puppets and it's all like paper based there's some kind of scissors mechanic in it um, so is this a vita game no this no. is it probably it might be on there as well i don't know because i've got a vague memory of of cutting stuff out of like watching a quick look and cutting stuff out that might be it's maybe a different game. Tear away, you're thinking of maybe because yeah, you've played perhaps. that before. Cool, Puppeteer it is. Yeah, I'm looking look forward to hearing you chat about that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that actually because I've had that on disc for ages because I bought it really cheap. It went cheap almost instantly because it's quite a short game. So yeah, I need this to calm me down. Cool. Okay. Check back next week, folks. Yeah, uh, and I guess that moves us on to the alphabet of PlayStation. Where this week we're going to talk about the letter F. So here's a. F jingle. Let's learn about the letter F. This is a capital F. Fuck you! This is a lowercase F. Hey, fuck you, mate! You know how the F looks now. Let's make the letter F sound. Sausage Factory. Yes! F is for frog. F is for fun. 
to start for the letter F. Um, let's start with... I suppose we should start with Final Fantasy, shouldn't we? Um, we are not massive proponents of Final Fantasy. Uh, I don't think David's ever played any, and I've played a little bit of seven. <laughs> <laughs> so we're experts. Oh, yeah. I guess the thing I would talk about mainly on this is just a sort of a recap of the fact that um, in 19... 19- Previously to Final Fantasy VII, these were Nintendo games. Well, not Nintendo, but they were on Nintendo consoles mm. exclusively. Um, and uh, in '95, uh, Square was showing off sort of inter- interactive graphics demonstrations of Final Fantasy VII for the next gen of consoles. And they were using the um, silicon graphics. Uh, they, made the, they made a lot of the hardware for the N64. So they were showing, they were using this prototype. Uh, workstation to create these 3D graphics for Final Fantasy 7. Okay. And so people thought this was going to be the new Final Fantasy on N64, but uh, come 1997, and it shows up on the PlayStation instead. And this was because, basically, Nintendo was using cartridges still, and um, they were faster, but they were more expensive to produce. Um, and uh, CDs were slower but cheaper, and they had the... Um, ability to have more uh, not more content but they could have like proper 3D sort of pre-rendered backgrounds and they could have uh, FMVs and all this kind of stuff that the cartridges just couldn't handle and the sound of course was going to be better at quality as well so Square just made the the decision to go to the CD um, format instead of the cartridges, Uh buggered off from Nintendo and Nintendo basically lost out on Final Fantasy VII, widely regarded as the you know the best game of all time or whatever, because the granddaddy just... of JRPGs, isn't it? Yeah, basically. And it's just never gone. It's never really gone back since. So there's not been anything other than a couple of uh, DS games, I think, on the on the on Nintendo platforms. Yeah. It's basically been PlayStation, and and recently it's moved over to Xbox. But Final Fantasy, I mean, if you like them, you know what they are. You know how they play. You know who makes them. You know why you like them. It's just interesting to to kind of remind yourself that this may never have actually had anything to do with PlayStation if it wasn't for the fact that, for some reason, Nintendo was tied to using consoles when everyone else was moving to CD. Yeah. So that's Final Fantasy. We don't need to talk about it too much. The next one we could talk about, though, is Fatal Frame. Or as we call it over here... What do we call it over here? What the hell is it called? Project Zero. Project Zero, okay. Um, but in yes, in Japan, the Fatal Frame games, they are three. The original three were all on the PlayStation 2 exclusive there for to them. And they are really, really good. I've played the first and, a, and a more of the second one. Um, again, if anyone doesn't know what they are, they are, I guess, survival horror games where you can where you control basically a, a little girl with a camera and you use the camera to take photos and therefore kill ghosts. And it's all about upgrading your camera and getting the perfect pictures of all these things but that's right yeah you're very slow to run very underpowered very weak um a lot of horrible noises and imagery they are really really great games that i wish desperately would be sort of remade oh in fact project uh fatal sorry fatal frame 2 came to the wii in 2012 um as as a wii edition but i don't know if that's technically a a remaster because it's a, probably about the same power as a PS2 anyway. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you've you've never played any of these, have you? 
No, I was trying to think. I think I own one on P. Is it, a P- is it on PS2? Yeah, so if you, you'd have Project Zero if you did. Yeah, I think I've got that one. Um, the, but I've never played it. They are, yeah, they are really, really good. They still hold up pretty well as well. They, they obviously got the same kind of feel of a, um, you know, the old uh, Resi games where you've got the static camera angles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but definitely one of the sort of scariest um, franchises of survival horror games that I've played. I need to have played them more to kind of give more of an idea of what they are, but they're probably games that a lot of people haven't really engaged with. They're quite hard to get hold of. They're quite expensive if you look on eBay to try and find yeah, them. Yeah, they're pretty rare. They're, they're, yeah, they are pretty rare, but I thoroughly recommend them. Uh, I, I, I don't know why this jumped into my head, but I really I would really wish they would do the Resi 2 treatment to Dino Crisis. Yeah, I do as well. I wonder if that will ever get anything like that even top just like a top 100 playstation games the whole time exactly number 100 joint apparently because something got added in the end i thought it was <laughs> gonna get taken out um they did also do a project uh sorry fatal frame game on the wii u where you had to use the wii u gamepad as your camera um i love the sound of that i just think that apparently the game has never really got cheap oh that's a shame i need to look into this because i really want to play it yeah Especially because it's got that the only thing that the Wii U gamepad is possibly even w- worth using for it at this point. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. The next thing we can talk about um, is From Software, because that begins with F. Although we have touched on From Software and pretty much every alphabet thing we've done at this point. Um, but they were, I mean, they were big time, almost second party playstation developers for a very very long time if you look at the kingsfield series which is where they started um, with the first one back on uh, released in 94 and then kingsfield 2 and kingsfield 3 between then and 96 uh, they were all exclusive to playstation 1 um only one of them bizarrely only kingsfield 2 made it out in europe and australia and the second one didn't a third one, oh. sorry, didn't. The first one was only Japan. They obviously did the Armored Core series, again, exclusively to PlayStation. And of course, as we spoke about before, um, Demon Souls was an exclusive to PlayStation as well. So, you know, they were a bit of a niche developer for a while until they just became this yeah. massive entity that they are now uh-huh. in terms of being everybody's favorite developer. Um, they were founded back in 1986, which is crazy to think of. Like, you know, realistically, I did not know who they were until Dark Souls. No, I'd never really heard of any of Kingsfield, never paid attention to Armored Core or anything like that. So to me, they just sort of came along with this Dark Souls game out of nowhere, yeah, but they've been going as long as I've been alive, which is crazy. <clears throat> but hugely, I mean, think how many people have now tried to copy that format of their, of, especially the Dark Souls series. Oh yeah, it's a pinnacle. It's a, it's a defining moment for the last what, to maybe decade of gaming. But it's, it's almost probably has had as much impact on the gaming industry as Minecraft did for a while as everything became a survival game. Yeah, and it's weird because I, I don't necessarily think that games like, I mean, Bloodborne probably has because it's an exclusive, but, you know, traditionally the Dark Souls games haven't been like huge. Set- You're not talking about Call of Duty level impact oh, no. on the games yeah. industry. You're just talking about one of these kind of unseen impacts where there's a massive cult following of it and therefore other developers try and copy it and then things get related to it. But 
it's not necessarily a, a, a thing that people have actually engaged with. They just know about it, if that makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, this absolutely. is like Dark Souls. But I don't, I've never played Dark Souls, but apparently, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, as far as From Software go, you know, I know they're not exclusive to PlayStation anymore. Although Sekiro is, right? Is it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Um, oh, no, sorry. No, it is on Xbox One. Because oh, they announced it at the Microsoft thing, didn't they? Of course, they did. And it's on Windows. Uh, yeah, so they did. Absolute brain fart. But they, um, I mean, they have got my utmost attention for anything they do going forward at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently Sekiro is coming out on the 22nd of March so it's not long not long no it's something to definitely get excited for Um, the next one the last game franchise we're going to talk about beginning with the letter F is Fat Princess which I've never played and I doubt you have either right Uh, yeah but I I was just a bit baffled by it so oh you have played it okay so I didn't realise because I remember seeing Fat Princess show up as this kind of modern day PlayStation mascot in she was in the um what's the game called? The Battle Royal, right? Yeah, um PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Yes, that's the one. Uh, which is like the you know, for anyone listening who doesn't know what that is, that's the basically the Smash Brothers for PlayStation. Um I didn't realise that this is basically kind of like a almost like an RTS, right? Yeah, kind of. It's it's a bit like I try to think of it. It's like yeah, there's like a each side has got a princess, yeah. and you've just sort of got to try and beat up the other princess. And so like, it's a combination of attack and defense. Yeah, it's, I, this is why I never stuck with it very long because I wasn't really. It didn't really explain itself. Okay, when I played it. Um, I think that's about as deep as my knowledge goes of it. Yeah, apparently you have like different hats that you can wear that give you different classes to your princesses. You can have villager, right, priest, okay. mage, warrior, ranger. Then you to feed your princess. Yeah, That's cake. Why she's fat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, although, so I think you've captured a. If you have like the, the the standard mode where you're playing against someone else, I'm pretty sure you've captured the other person's princess, and that's right, why you okay. feed them to make them fat, so it's harder for them to be returned to their base. So, oh, really? so when you're rescuing them, apparently that makes the other team's diff- task harder because the princess is really fat. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's called Rescue the Princess is the main one. But there is a story mode. There's team deathmatch. There's there's like loads of different things. And the review, like the Metacritic for it is 79. It's got some like really, really high reviews. I think it got a nine from IGN. Um, It got like B plus from 1up.com. Game rankings, it's at 80%. So I'm almost... Like it got best downloadable game at the game at the game of the year awards twenty two thousand and nine. It was a big deal for a while. I just never really paid. Just managed any to pass to it. me by entirely. Yeah, Fat Princess Fistful of Cake was also released on the <laughs> PSP in twenty ten. They've never really gone anywhere since then though. It's just had those two, those two yeah. games. Um, yeah. Apparently, Japan had a best of PlayStation Network Volume One compilation disc, and it was on that. Oh right, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to go and have a look at it, but yeah, I'm intrigued. I, I by want, it. I want to, but let's face it, when when it gets drawn out of the backlog, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just add it to the backlog. Yeah, force us into looking at it. Um, <clears throat> so moving on from games, uh, the next second to last F we're going to talk about is firmware. So, okay, um, you know, firmware is increasingly in the modern era of gaming has become a much more of like a buzz topic 
especially on social media, for people to talk about and complain about and demand things of. Um, it feels like the PS4 firmware has been scrutinized more, despite not necessarily being anywhere near as bad as the shit show that's on Xbox these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought what I would do for this is just like do a sort of a retrospective run through of what we've actually seen be added to the firmware. Yeah, Cause yeah. we may have actually forgotten that we didn't have these things at launch. Yep. Number one was folders that pissed me right off that you couldn't have folders anymore. Just had this <laughs> spray of games that would just be all across the middle uh, menu on the PS4, uh, background. So, um, they didn't have uh, remote play or second screen experiences until version 1.5 of the firmware, um, which was where you could, you know, apparently, I don't know if that's actually play them on them, but you can, uh, what does a second screen do for like, if you have the PlayStation mobile app? Oh, you can record video clips on it, apparently. All right, okay. Um, and you can broadcast your, you can actually use them to broadcast to Twitch or Ustream, apparently. All right. Uh, it seems here that it didn't, um, have Blu-ray and DVD playback until version 1.5. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. I don't remember it not coming with that, but that's shocking. Version 1.6 improved the playback of DVDs. Um, and then after that, I think the next main thing they had there was... Oh, a version 1.7 um, added the ability to share video clips and screenshots while streaming... And to copy the video clips and screenshots to USB storage. That's not something I didn't realize we had at the beginning. It's only something I've realized recently that I could do is just take videos straight off the PlayStation on a USB. Don't know why yeah, I never I've that never before. actually realized that either. I've never really engaged with this sort of stuff. I probably should. When I've been, yeah, when I've been doing like reviews and stuff for PlayStation games, now I tend to just take screenshots on there and then take them off on USB, stick them straight in the laptop. Yeah. Um, they didn't even they they added Blu-ray 3D playback in version like 1.75. This was all in its release year though, back in 2014. Um, SharePlay was introduced in version 2.0, which I've never ever used. But apparently this this was the thing. I don't know why I'm saying apparently this was the thing where you could invite one of your online friends to join your PlayStation play session via streaming, even if they don't have a copy of the game. I wonder if that's even a thing anymore. Is it? I don't know. My memory of this was them selling it as, oh, you're really stuck in a bit of a game and you can invite your friend to come and help you get through it. Yeah, Um, I remember they definitely marketed it that way. I I wonder if you could still do it because I've never tried it. I don't don't see it pop up that often because you could do it. Apparently, you could play co-op games as if the person was physically next to you. Actually, then, yes, it's still in there because that's how Scott and Peaston... Uh, two of our friends played Salt Sanctuary because it's a local co-op game. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool idea. Maybe yeah. we could do that if we ever one of us gets it drawn out. We can just do it together. Yeah, maybe that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, also, in that version, so this is 2.0, they finally added the YouTube app, which again feels like something it's, it has had forever, but apparently not. Um, oh, did it not have YouTube? No, not out of the box. Weird. Yeah. Um... And that also allowed you to... Oh, Jesus. So the version 2.5 in March 2015 was the first time you could do the suspend and resume feature. And Oh, I remember that took mode. a while to come in. Yeah. I did, see, I thought of all of these things straight straight out of the box, but this is crazy to think it was almost a whole year before that could happen. And it took a while to actually start working properly as well, if I remember correctly. That was a pretty like scary thing at really first. Work. I still yeah. don't trust it now. 
I still make sure I've saved before I go in rest mode or I've paused the game and then put it in rest mode or something like that. Um, so version 3.0 came out in September 2015. Um, so this had entirely new features and uh, user interface enhancements. So this one is the one that first allowed you to share videos directly to Twitter. Um, the one that brought in the dedicated PlayStation Plus section, which I still find a bit messy, if I'm honest. Um, it added st- uh, YouTube streaming in there. You could save screenshots as PNGs and increase the online storage capacity from 1 gig to 10 gig for PS Plus members. Yeah, I remember that because that, that was sorely lacking. 1 gig of memory space. That is shocking, isn't it? Yeah. I think especially because the Xbox one is unlimited. Yeah, it always has been as well, hasn't it? I think. Yeah. It's all just cloud. Yeah, well, this is cloud too, but yeah. Um, uh, and then... Uh, so that was 2015 September April 2016 was when they got we got the 3.5 firmware update and that's when we got uh, remote play on PCs and Macs Um, so that was uh, how you could yeah I've never again something I've never tried doing remote play on a PC or a Mac don't know why I'd need to unless it's unless I could I mean imagine I've never even tried doing that at work why have I never tried that at work I'd be interested to try it just for the sake of it I'd like to see what the re- what the latency was like yeah it's going to be not the best experience is it no because apparently um, remote play supported the resolution options of 360 540 and 720p and you could have FPS of 30 or 60 apparently and you could connect Digital Shock 4 via a USB port on PC again not something I've ever tried but I might give it a whirl on, my, on this MacBook just to see if it's terrible uh-huh. um, so that was what was that April 20. 20- 16. So by September 2016, we got firmware version 4.0, which added the folder support finally. So that's two year, over two years after it came out. Uh, we then got HDR uh, and 1080p streaming, which again, you know, we were at 720 before then. It feels like a lifetime ago that that was even a consider- something we'd even think was a problem. Um, what else did we have version 4.5 in March 2017 we then got you could install applications on external hard drives apparently that's something that took that long you could have custom wallpapers um, and then it had 3D Blu-ray support for PlayStation VR and then a lot of it just seems to be then it was just doing updates for VR support and messaging and stuff like that um one thing that we have here from 2018 in March was the ability to hide applications from the library, something that pissed you off for years. Yeah, you... I didn't play demos or yeah. anything because of it. Yep. <laughs> Just because you knew that you'd never be able to get rid of them again, yeah. Yeah, they could do one. I couldn't get rid of them again. It drove me around the bend, so betas did not get played um, on my PlayStation. And a few more other things that seem to be surprising that they took so long to come along... Uh, parental controls didn't come along until that update 5.0 and neither did localization for Czech, Greek, Hungarian, Indonesian, Romanian, Thai or Vietnamese languages. Gutted oh. any of those people. You had to wait three, four, yeah, nearly four years to be able to understand your own console. There we go. And that is firmware. Yeah. Crazy to think how many things have changed and how this is a thing now when you go back to original consoles like the original yeah. PlayStation was just a PlayStation Oh, you want a new faster one? Buy the, buy the next one then. Yeah. Lastly, under the letter F for the play, Alphabet of PlayStation this week is Fanboys. And what I'm going to oh, do, yeah. 
is I mean we're all just you know fanboys are dicks it's not obvious it's not yeah. you know we all know that um, but what I'm going to do is we're going to test whether you're a fanboy by going okay. on wow247.co.uk from 2016 they wrote an article called 21 emotions every PlayStation fanboy has experienced so let's see how many of these <laughs> you've experienced okay number one have you experienced frustration at the trickiness of Crash Bandicoot no I have but I don't know why that makes me a, fi- a fanboy if anything it may be not play it and play more Mario that's well, a- actually, well, yeah, probably. But I think what I've done, I would do is play it, get frustrated, and then just turn it off. Yeah, exactly. So I guess so, that's a yes for both of us, I suppose. Yeah. I wonder how many of these you have to have to become a fan. Oh, this is mine. I'm doing it myself, aren't I? Let's say if you've got more than half, then you're then you're almost a fanboy. Have you ever experienced awe at the work of Team Eco or Ico? I mean, awe? Yeah. No. You're not a, fa- not a Shadow of the Colossus fan? No. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah. Shadow. Shadow of the Colossus is all right. Yeah. I played the remake recently. That's all, it's on my backlog I, list. I, I I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. It's a shame. Yeah. Have you ever had horror at realizing memory cards were essential? I mean, that's not PlayStation exclusive either, is it? I, I tell you what's more annoying that I've had really realized the horror of is that if you want to if you want to play a PS2 game sorry a PS1 game on a PS2 and save it you need to have a PS1 memory card yes bullshit <laughs> so stupid i had to buy one to play final fantasy 7 and then i just got it on PS4 anyway <sighs> um if you extrapolate that out to the vita proprietary oh, memory sticks in yeah cuz that was unacceptable oh that was proprietary disgraceful. memory is ridiculous yep okay well there's that's yeah so we've both got a tick on that one have you ever experienced pride at being one of the cool kids did no. you ever think you were cool cuz you had a playstation no no I, I i mean i was a bit more of an n64 kid back then so have you ever experienced melancholy at two player restrictions what um because you had to have a multi-tap. I suppose I've um, ha- I've had that. No. I wouldn't have said I had melancholy about it. <laughs> no, I've never had melancholy about it. I've had, oh, I wish I had a multi-tap. Yeah. Oh, I've got a multi-tap. Like, no. No, I've never been melancholy about it. Have you ever experienced the relentless hunger for a slim console? Have you ever been a fan mm. of the slim consoles? Well, I've, I've generally always had them. Me too. That's probably because I'm a late relentless hunger. Yeah. <laughs> I've never down, I've never upgraded from one to a slim one. I've always just got the slim one at the point of entry. Oh, have you? Yeah. So my PS3 fact, and had... PS2, I got the, the smaller slash slim versions because I got them quite late. Back in the day, I had a PS1, you know, the little one. Yeah. Um, but I got that because I sold my PlayStation fat and bought an N64, then sold the N64 and got a PS1. <laughs> we've all been there ps2 i always had the big one but now i've got the little one but that's just because that's what was available on ebay ps3 i always had the fat ps4 i went from launch to pro so no i would say no okay we're not getting many yeses here i think we're safe um the next one (laughs) have you ever cried at the announcement of (laughs) kingdom hearts (laughs) who actually wasn't there someone who did that yeah the, the people in the the fans that they had brought in oh, to God. when they announced that game apparently were like on the floor Ugh, crying. Jesus Christ. 
lost control. I mean, that's that, that's <laughs> that, that is your target audience, though, isn't it? People yeah. who are going to cry at those games are going to be the ones who want to play a game with Goofy and Mickey Mouse in it <laughs> in, the, in their thirties. Fuck's sake. Anyway, have you ever experienced pain at pressing the analog button? I don't think it hurt me. According to this article, it was harder than taking the battery out of an old Nokia phone. The hell is it? An- oh, the little clicky button underneath the stick. No, do you remember they used to have um, on the? Uh, I think it's PS1 oh, or PS2. Oh, yeah, the, the shitty flush. No, it was just always on. It, it was flush, though. You're why right, isn't it? Turn like that off? In. I don't know. Oh, yeah, why would you turn that Because did it not turn off or something? No, it didn't, did it? I... No. <sighs> so that's another no. Um, have you ever experienced amazement at the first God of War boss? No. I, I never did. played first God of War, I don't think. I did. but uh, so I that's... think 3 was my first God of War. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I think I still have God of War and 2. No, just just number 2. Have you ever experienced empathy for those without Metal Gear Solid? Um, that's it. No. Uh, yeah, I think the, even the listeners know the answer to that one. Have you ever experienced love for the PS2? That makes you a fanboy, apparently. Yeah, PS2's great. Yeah. Have you ever experienced confusion at the browser? I've never tried to put my penis in it, though. No, yeah, that's a different kind of love, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Maybe try that later. Apparently, yeah, apparently the next one is confusion at the browser. Sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. Hey, everything is a gamble when you buy a PlayStation, apparently. No, because I just... No. No. It was a bad way to experience the internet. Yeah. Have you ever experienced unspeakable envy at not being able to play Halo? No, because we both played Halo because no, we're not fanboys. Yeah. Have you ever experienced euphoria for backwards compatibility? But surely, fucking, surely fanboys would not feel it because they would just tell everyone how shit Halo was. So he says, whisper it, but every gamer wanted to play Halo in its prime. And if you say that you didn't, then you're either gravely misguided or 10th prestige on Modern Warfare. Okay. Um, okay, but I would say Halo in its prime was... Um, pre-modern warfare yeah Halo 3 was before that wasn't it yeah gutted nice article wow 24-7 have you ever experienced euphoria for backwards compatibility well that's ironic I know right that no. in 2019 you're not going to be saying that that about PlayStation <laughs> no uh, um, euphoria no probably rage because it's always it's never there yeah um, have you ever have you ever experienced relief at how good Uncharted was Relief? No. <laughs> have, you, have you ever experienced repressed anger at being held back? Because apparently back in the day, PlayStation got all the GTA 4 expansions much later than the Xbox did. We also had to settle for second best when it came to the Call of Duty map pack release dates. I don't think that ever bothered me. No, because we weren't primary ps 3 years, were we? No, not a lot of people were. No, which is probably why that happened. I don't understand why the next one is a thing for a fanboy, but apparently have you ever experienced disappointment at PlayStation Move? Yes, I never bought one because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... Yeah, I mean... Surely you'd have I'm, to buy I'm it the same boat as Alex. It's, I probably wasn't disappointed, though, because did, we never expected did anything from it to begin with, did we? It just looked like a shameless cash-in from the start. Yeah, it's like doing a massive poop and then being disappointed that it's not money like have you ever experienced smugness at the current gen's launch no mm, yeah me neither because I, I, I just be, buy why would i be smug for the success of a company that i've got absolutely no financial investment and in? that's the mystery of fanboys in a sentence everybody yes <laughs> have you ever experienced eternal longing for a decent controller i probably have 
<laughs> I probably have longed for the fact for the I want the left analog stick to be where the D pad is, but I got used yeah. to it eventually. I, I hear it too many people for my liking saying that the PS4 controller is a favorite controller. Yeah, um, that's wrong. So yeah, I I probably would say yes because I don't think it's a particularly great. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good actually, but it's, it, the Xbox one's better in my opinion. Have you ever experienced feeling spoiled for choice? Well, I don't think that's exclusive to pay- PlayStation, is it? Mm, I would say no, absolutely not. But in terms of first party, then I guess yes, yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay, we'll say yes for that. Have you ever experienced exhilaration at Wipeout? Nope. Nope. F-Zero, thank you. <laughs> and have you ever experienced endless nostalgia? That's re- If that's exclusive to PlayStation, I don't understand if this person... Pl- written, I mean, that's, that's a Nintendo one, surely. Yeah. That's what Nintendo of banked on for the last 25 years exactly and still do and will do yeah. for the next 25 well i think we're officially not fanboys based on that no <laughs> apologies to <laughs> any fanboys we've listening. just ruined the poor guy, guy's article <laughs> just pulling it apart that's right he wrote three years ago he's probably ashamed of it himself or probably. either that or he's still experiencing melancholy over not being able to play currently, halo he's currently is. writing the 2019 one and you've just, he's just put down his pen <laughs> oh i've solved all of these problems <laughs> And that is the end of the letter F for the alphabet of PlayStation. We have one more part of the podcast to go, and it is a new part that I know nothing about. So I will pass you over to David to explain what it is. That's correct. It's a new game. I don't know if we'll keep doing this. I don't know how much mileage we'll get out of this, but I thought it might be a fun change. Uh, So basically what I've got here in front of my face is 10 PlayStation games. Okay. Uh, Written beside each of these 10 PlayStation games, I have their sales figures. We're going to start at the top. I'm going to tell you the game, tell you the sales figure, and then I want you to tell. I'll then I'll tell you the next game in the list, and I want Alex you to tell me whether this game sold more or less <laughs> oh. than the current game we're on. Just and like we'll Bruce's, you play right. your cards right. Exactly. I'm the latest Not Good game. All right. Okay. So, so this very straightforward. Very I like that this is also a way for you to not have to do the twenty questions yourself. You've yes. managed to escape that numerous times expertly, so well done. <laughs> I've got a talent. <laughs> um, this one is Nino Kuni right. on the PS4. Yep. Wait, what? The new one? Yep, the newest one, and it has sold 1.54 million copies. Okay. Um, is that higher or lower than you would have expected, just out of interest? Or about where you would... Higher. Higher. Mm. Okay. So next, we've got Tearaway Unfolded which is, again, the PS4 version. Do you think that sold more or less than 1.54 million copies? Alex Aldridge. <laughs> Lower. He's correct. Hey! That is one in the correct column. Yes! It's, in fact, sold 0.24 million copies. <laughs> That's actually a really easy one. It felt like it was harder. I thought it might have pushed a mil, but not even fucking yeah. close. <laughs> the next one up... In fact, what, what we'll do is I'll ask you say higher or lower and then see if you can give me up for a bonus point a ballpark figure All right. and if you can get it to within i'll say what half a million or a million we'll say within a, no half a million yeah i think half a million is fair then we'll give you a bonus point okay okay the next up so tear away unfolded on ps4 sold 0.24 million copies <laughs> is that higher or lower than street fighter 5 oh that's 100 percent lower i'd say street fighter 5 has probably sold three million Okay, so you'll get one point for that. Street Fighter Five sold has apparently sold one point three nine million. Copies. Oh, jeez, that's hardly any. That's not a lot. Is um, that less than the first one? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Shit. 
Yeah, Street Fighter Five has struggled. I think that's partly why they're doing this weird monetization. Yeah, it. clearly. Even um, if it wasn't struggling, they'd be doing it anyway. We all know this. Yeah, that's true. Um, so next up, we've got Until Dawn. Has that sold more or less than one point three nine million copies? Hmm. Oh, that is a tough one. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say more. I'm gonna say it sold one point eight million. Oh, you are getting double points for that. Woo! Until Dawn has sold one point eight nine million copies. Oh yeah. Good guess. Thank you, sir. Next up, we have the PS3 exclusive, Infamous 2. Has that sold more or less than 1.89 million? Oh, fuck. I'm going to... Oh, Jesus Christ. Wait, what did you say this was? Infamous 2 on PS3? Yes. Oh, they're all on PS3. Why do I think they were on PS3? Second Son will be PS4. Yes. Oh, I'm going to say more. I'm going to say 2.2 million. You're getting one point for that. Okay. You're getting you're getting the bonus point because you're within the half a million. Hey, oh, but I'm because but I'm still wrong. You're still wrong so because it's... Infamous Two sold one point eight seven. I was a little bit cheeky with that. Oh one. wow! So what? Two hundred? No, twenty thousand less. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that they were very close. That was cheeky. I like that. Next up, we have Ratchet and Clank on the PS4. Oh. So that's the remake of the first Ratchet and Clank. And this... Has it sold more or less than 1.87 million copies? So, I mean, it was meant to time with the film that did fucking nothing. I reckon less. I reckon it sold 1.3. Okay. Um, you get no points for that. Ooh. It is, in fact, sold 2.37 million wow. copies, which I thought was actually quite good for that game. Yeah, I agree. Deserved. Especially as that, that franchise has had a lot of games in it, and this is just a remake. That's very impressive. A lot of games, it's just a remake, and it's a genre that we don't really see too much of these days. Very good point. Next up, we have the PS3 exclusive, Uncharted 2. Has that sold more or less than 2.37 oh, million copies? That's got to be more. I'd say that's sold 3.5. Yeah, you get one point for that, Alex. It has sold more. It is, in fact, sold 6.74 million copies. Whoa, doggy. Mm-hmm. That was high. Very high. The next up, we have the uh, the well. This is the PS3 version of The Last of Us. Oh, you cheeky devil! I thought you were going to do something interesting after going so high. Less, I reckon that sold four point eight. You're getting zero points for that as Ooh. well, I'm afraid, Alex. I have again been cheeky. The Last of Us on PS3 sold six point seven five million copies. <laughs> So that's how many more? What was the what was Uncharted? Uh, one hundred thousand. So no, is that a hundred thousand? Six point seven four versus six point seven five. That's ten thousand. Ten thousand copies. Jeez. So the base will be sold about the same. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I did not know it sold that that many more. Uh, that yeah. many copies at all. Because it was yeah. right at the end of the lifestyle life cycle. Yeah, even. absolutely. Fair enough. Um, next up, we've got an interesting one. We have the PS4 exclusive, Uncharted 4. Oh, you dog. Well, the install base is bigger. Mm-hmm. Much bigger. Um, but I feel like the hype around it maybe not wasn't as big as Last of Us was. 6.75 million. Uncharted 4. Mm, I'm going to say there might be a bit of fatigue. I'll say less. I'll say five, just straight up five million. This is a tough one, actually. I was incredibly surprised by this. 
who's getting zero points, Alex. Apparently, Uncharted 4 has sold 10.31 million wow. copies. I, I completely ignored my own advice, really, of the bigger install base. That that's really a, means a, a lot. That's a big chunk, especially for uh, an exclusive. Yeah, but good point. Shit, I'm not um, doing very well anymore. We've got one game left. I, su- I suspect you're going to nail this one. We have Gran Turismo 5. That's got to be less. Less than fucking 10 million. I'm going to say Gran Turismo 5 sold. This is the PS3 one. Uh, 5.9 million. Oh, he's, he's, he's going to stick on six points for the day, folks. Ah. Gran Turismo 5 has sold more than Uncharted 4 at 10.75 million. Wow. I, I clearly didn't also pay attention to the, to the only small differences in figures. Just jumping down to five. Yeah, we slowly, we eked up. Yeah, we went. For, we started one point four, then plummeted to zero point two four, and then after that, it was it was a with it with the odd blip, a slow climb to around about eleven million units. What an excellent game! I think for Mister Forsyth would be really proud if he was still alive. <laughs> he's, I, he's spinning with glee in his grave. It certainly is a quicker game to play than trying to guess something. So I think next week I'll do that for you because that's fun. Excellent. I liked that. Yeah, that sounds fun. Good work. I wonder if we could theme these. Oh yeah. I wonder if that's a way to extend the life, either genre or console. I know what my theme's going to be. I know. What Excellent. My theme's be. Bang on! I'm already there. <laughs> he said he's there. Yep. And I suppose, I suppose arriving is a nice, a nice ending point. Oh, that was that was terrible. <laughs> that, but that brings us to the end of our podcast. That was the last ever episode ten of. The Not Ready Pod, almost called it the Game of Thrones Podcast. It's all right. <laughs> so long, episode ten. Yeah. Um, as ever, um, have you got anything coming up on the site, Alex? You want to you want to plug before we sail off into the night? No, they don't give me any review codes. I must have pissed someone off. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still doing your weekly news? Nah, nah. I guess there's not much news going on at the moment. They've got other people doing news articles now, and Rick was oh, really nice. sweet about it because he said he was really gutted I wasn't writing it anymore. But it's mainly because. It took up so much of my Sundays because I had to wait till Sunday to write it. And then you wow. and I would be recording this and then I'd never get it done. So nothing really coming up. I'd love to do a review sometime soon. But I mean, th- this is our reviews. We're just doing this. This is all yeah. anyone needs. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to know what we think? Here we are. Don't forget to contact us by that as well. At NotRedEpod or NotRedEpod at gmail.com. Yes. We love we will- some listener feedback. I'll have to get some sorted out for next week properly. Yeah, we do. And we like some questions, so get in touch, ask us some questions, even if you think they're silly. Yep. We might just make fun of you for it, but we'll probably still answer the question. <laughs> but we do that out of love, because we still love the fact that you've got in touch. It's just, you know, we're going to laugh, because that's why we're here. Absolutely, yes. And on that bombshell, I suppose, I've been David, he has been Alex, we have been the Not Ready Pod, and I'm out. Puppeteer! What? That was me saying puppeteer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep playing the station, bye!